Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We talked with the General Hillier a year ago with my next guest, Bruce Moncour, and I just want to set this up for you. Bruce and the General were on talking about a young man you've heard a lot about on this program recently, Jess LaRochelle. The private who uh, fought with such incredible valor while he was very badly wounded in uh, in Afghanistan in uh, October of 2006. And while General Hillier believes that um, Private La Rochelle is deserving of the Canadian Victoria Cross, the highest military award, and while General Omer Lavoie, who was the Lieutenant General, Omer Lavoie, who was the command officer during that battle, joined us as well, speaking so highly of the valor and the heroism of Private La Rochelle, our federal government decided no, specifically the liberals. When it was raised, they shouted it down or voted it down. But they say it's over, but it isn't over until you allow it to be over. So if you think that Private La Rochelle is deserving of at least consideration for the Victoria Cross after what you've heard, then uh, get in touch with your member of parliament. Let them know how you feel about it. Now, Bruce Munker is back with us. And Bruce, today, it's a very special anniversary for him as well because he almost died on this day in 2006. And he was in the same platoon as Private La Rochelle. Bruce, how are you? Oh, good, Roy. Uh, yeah, I've honestly, um, last week when I listened to you uh, uh, interview uh, Omar, I got goosebumps. It was, it was just an incredible interview. You know, when he was describing what uh, Jess LaRochelle did, I was trying to picture it. And it's so intense. I kept getting these visions, and I said it before I went on the air, that it's the sort of thing that you expect Hollywood to create in a movie with stuntmen and fake guns and fake blood and fake explosions, except this was real. This happened. Honestly, like a Rambo, a scene out of a Rambo movie. And and uh, and Jess LaRochelle is uh, receiving surgery right now. Well, maybe not this minute, but he's he's in for surgery that relates to that particular day. Yes, this week he did make his way down to Toronto. Um, he he did some consultations, and uh, they are looking to see if they can uh, help uh, rectify some of his uh, health related issues related to that day. So here you are, with great determination standing with your fellow veterans, supporting them, calling for a recognition for what they did. And, uh, and you are a hero in this country. You continue to stand with your fellow Afghan vets. And 16 years ago today, you suffered a very grievous injury. And it was after that, when you started to recover, that we had our first conversation. And I couldn't believe what I was hearing from you Remind us, please, what happened on that day in uh, October 2006. What happened to you? So I um, took part in the opening, uh, I guess, salvos of uh, Operation Medusa on September 3rd. Uh, about 80 of us were ambushed by uh, 400 Taliban trying to take over the infamous white uh, school. Um, 
a five-hour firefight ensued and we took about 25% casualties and were forced to retreat when some of the casualties became uh, some very important uh, people, in particular two uh, platoon warrants uh, going down, Frank Mellish and uh, Rick Nolan. And the next day we were supposed to go in uh, and uh, uh, an A-10, an American A-10, mistook... uh, our position for that of the enemy and strafed uh, my platoon and thus in two days time my platoon was reduced from 40 to 5 and Charles company was deemed combat ineffective Um, I uh, had two brain surgeries had 5% of my brain removed um, and then uh, subsequently lost the ability to read write walk and my talking was slurred it was only after about two years of extensive physical and occupational therapy that I was able to regain most of those faculties. Uh, uh, I guess uh, you know since losing them. And uh, but my, my I had a couple of long-term injuries that uh, you know deemed that I was no longer uh, fit to deploy, and thus uh, was forced to retire from the forces at 22. It's such an incredible story because you say the. A-10, you say it so easily. The A-10 is also known as the Warthog, and it's a tank killer. And from what I understand, the shells on that thing are the size of somebody's forearm. Yeah, 30-millimeter Gatling cannon, uranium-based, electrically charged, uh, 80 rounds a second. Uh, It is a very fierce uh, gun. In fact, it's uh, it's so powerful that it's it pushes the plane back, and I believe it's the only gun that actually pushes a plane backwards when it fires. Wow. So you were able to survive this, and I read an accounting. I don't know how much you want to talk about that. But I read an accounting of how you described your injuries, and you were aware of what was going on, but you weren't really able to fend for yourself, clearly, because, you know, this you had this massive wound in your in your head from that shell. Um, how did you get off the battlefield, Bruce? So I uh, crawled to the nearest person that I knew had the uh, combat medics uh, 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 training, um, and he did first aid to me until he actually went down from shock because he too was was shot. Um, eventually, another soldier uh, uh, in my section, the only one that didn't get injured, who. Uh, I guess fortuitously answered nature's call uh, it might have saved his life as he came back his pillow was covered with shrapnel uh, he, uh, he he applied first aid to me and then I had uh, uh, you know medics and uh, a couple of special forces soldiers came down from the mountain and, and carried me onto a Chinook and that's where I went into my first surgery and um, in that surgery uh, in that time um, the, the base was attacked with rockets, and uh, I woke up with uh, lead-lined blankets, blast blankets, all over my body. And the, 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 the men and women that uh, administered the surgery to me and uh, stayed at their positions and, and continued uh, to, to do the surgery while rockets uh, fell around them. You know, we don't get that picture. We don't understand. We're not, you know, we don't really know what happens. And you're describing these things, these circumstances, these terrible realities of war. And you're a young man. You're 22 years of age. I think you'd been uh, in Afghanistan for, what, three weeks when you were when you were hit? Yeah. I mean, just just over a fortnight. Like not, not really, you know, 22, very young, very naive, very 
uh, you know, very green. It was my first deployment, uh, last deployment. But um, I, you know what? I, I'd always had a love for history, and that's what kind of brought me into this valor in the presence of the enemy. I went back to school. I got a degree in history, and I really started uh, looking at a lot of the guys' stories and realizing just how few people know about them and know about what's going on and how it is a shame, crying shame, that a lot of these guys' stories aren't known. And, uh, like, nobody, you know, you and I could maybe list off a li- uh, you know, a few Victoria Cross recipients, but, how, you know, how many Canadians know who Tommy Ricketts is or know who yeah. uh, Smokey Smith are? And, 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 and that's where, where we need to do better. And I think that, you know, just because, uh, you know, there's some maybe perceived shortcomings by our government, it doesn't mean that we can't uh, pick up the slack. And that's when I really started to realize that Jess, you know, even not getting the Victoria Cross could be lost to history, what he did that day. And I just, I, I couldn't sit by and let that happen. And I, I knew that we had to do something about it. And that's why we created Valor. It was not just to advocate, but to educate. And I think that's what the biggest importance here is, and to understand that just how important a lot of these guys and gals' uh, sacrifices are uh, throughout, from you know all the way to the you know our, our our first times with the Finian raids, all the way down to you know War of 1812, all the way down to today. And I think that you know getting to know these stories a little bit better would really help us you know recognize just what it really is to be Canadian. Yes. And, and in a matter of days, your group went from 40 to 5. That's what people have to remember. And everything that we've heard about, uh, about Jess and about you, I'm going to come back, uh, Bruce, because when you and I f- first spoke, uh, you were still, I think you were still doing s- some rehab, were you not? I believe so, yeah, I was. I, um, I still do have... You know, uh, occasionally still have to, you know, I do like a neuropsychological exam to see my cognitive skills, if they've diminished, you know, significantly from, you know, two years prior. Um, I still have, you know, in the, 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 in the vocational rehab uh, system in, uh, uh, in Veterans Affairs, but I, I, I'm very happy to say that I've, I've become, I've managed to to get a teaching degree. I'm a fully qualified teacher now. Uh, and so, you know, that progression going, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones that kind of has a second act or is able to, you know, to, to, to move forward and, and find a, a second uh, calling. And uh, I think it's, it's very important to a lot of the guys that they, they understand that just because their military career is over doesn't mean that their life's over. And uh, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's very significant that, uh, we, you know, while we still honor those that have died and we still commemorate those those days, that we also commemorate those that are still alive and those that are still, you know, that got those medals. And, and that's what the Valor is all about. So when you, um, when it comes time for the government to say thank you for your service and we want to be there for you, there was, I'll never forget this, there was one check. Tell us about that, please. Yeah, no, my... Uh, my pension was uh, a point of contention. It took me about a decade to get it all sorted out. And uh, again, without my family, I don't know how I would have been able to get through those lead times. Um, but initially I was given 
a check for $22,000 lump sum. That was my pension. Thanks for coming out. And uh, if you put that in an annuity, like a monthly, you know, check, I would have got about $75 a month. That would have been, and uh, so it took me quite some time of, of, of appealing and, and arguing, and they had put me in a category for headaches and not for traumatic brain injury, and it was just, you know, a common story uh, within the Canadian forces as to how they were treating a lot of the guys injured in Afghanistan. Um, they hadn't quite figured out the, the entire system, and it uh, kind of uh, it, it left a lot of guys in the lurch. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, when the veteran confronted the prime minister in Edmonton and said, why are you fighting us in court? That was the Aquitas case. And Mr. Trudeau said, well, because veterans want more than we can give right now. And that just, I kept, I thought of you when I heard that. I thought, I thought of you. And is, is, is there support, Bruce, for, for veterans now? Someone who may not have... Um, been able to, I don't want to say deal with, but to um, to come out of the of the of the pain of the suffering, with uh, you know with with the wherewithal to to fight the government. Is there something? Is there you know? Is there pension? Is there money there for them? Um, there's a lot of issues right now in veterans affairs. Obviously, you've heard about the soldier offered the medically assisted suicide. Yes. Um, I mean, that, horrible is that, you know, and getting to the bottom of that, I, I personally am on the, uh, the minister's uh, advisory committee for the service excellence, and I have um, asked for an emergency meeting in regards to that and was denied that meeting request. So there's, you know, the, the wait times are only getting longer. Um, I, I think, it, you know, the fact that the, the headquarters is, is located in Prince Edward Island, and uh, is there mainly to prop up the economy of PEI is a problem. And how many soldiers uh, have, you know, died because of the incompetencies of, uh, of uh, the people working in PEI is just, uh, it's a crying shame. And, and I, I said this recently that I think there's more blood in PEI than Afghanistan, Bosnia, and Korea combined. And I think it's time that that uh, head, national headquarters move back to Ottawa. I think yeah. enough is enough. We have about a minute, uh, Bruce. Where can um, Afghan campaign vets get in touch? Where should they go? What, what, what's the primary point of access? So there's a few points of access. I mean, um, uh, the, the Royal Canadian Legion has really, I feel personally, has made leaps and bounds in the last few uh, few years. Um, have really, really been instrumental in helping getting the word out about uh, Valor and the presence of the enemy. They want to reach out to us, Valor. I mean, we would be more than happy to, you know, lend a lend an ear. And uh, family and friends, I think, is key to this. I mean, my own wife, uh, my partner Nikki, she's always been there for me, and uh, I, you know, I'm grateful for her and the boys, and, and just being able to to talk to family and uh, have an ally uh, that has your back no matter what. Well, we're grateful to you, uh, sincerely grateful to you. And so it's valor in the presence of the enemy. Is that how people get in touch with you? The yeah, yeah, yeah. You 
can find us on Facebook and things like that, and we're going to be starting a new campaign. It was supposed to launch today, but we've had some technical difficulties. Um, a new campaign, it's, it's, a, it's a new group called New Mode, and we're going to be doing a letter-writing campaign where it's already written. All you got to do is just uh, put your name and, and your email address, okay. and it will email the staff member for you. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.